Before we start today's episode, just to let you know, you can now nominate for the 2025 Northern Power Women Awards. To be in with a chance of celebrating with changemakers, trailblazers and advocates on the 3rd of March 2025. Nominate now at wearepower.net. Women podcast for your career and your life, no matter what business you're in. Hello, and welcome to the Northern Power Women podcast. My name is Simona, and this is our Path to Power season where every week I am chatting to some amazing change makers and trailblazers who are truly making a difference in their communities by challenging the norm and creating those more inclusive cultures that we all want um, more of. Um, And there is so much every week to learn from my amazing guests. And I always take away great inspiration, top tips. So I'm always scribbling down, which obviously you won't see on the podcast, but (laughs) I was like just scribbling down some of those great top tips and great sound bites. I always think that we should have a range of podcast related guest tote bags. I think that always come out of this and uh, and this week um, I'm looking forward to chatting to Joe Joe Larby who is a tech architecture specialist at Accenture uh, with a passion for creating user centric solutions whilst promoting initiatives that celebrate individually individuality and equality. Welcome from the fantastic Newcastle today, Joe. Welcome to the podcast. Thank you uh, for the great introduction. Um, it's it's nice to be part of a Northern Power Women. Um, special as such. Oh, I know. We, we I love it. I think every week, you know, I, I'm kind of, you know, uh, we host the podcast and it is, it's a privilege for me to be able to have different conversations from different people, um, you know, different stages of their career, different industries, you know, different stories. Everyone has a different journey and a different story. And I think the more that we can share the stories, the, the better, really. I think that's always, that's always my plan anyway. Um, so let's talk about, um, you know, there's always a lot of conversation conversation around um, working in tech and women in tech. Um, why in 2023 do you think we are still at such a, a low number? I think we're, we're, it's about 17% of uh, people working in tech. It's bonkers, right? Yeah, absolutely. Um, I think it's a it's a growing industry. Um, we are moving and you, you can see that. So I, I work with a lot of apprentices um, and sort of going to schools and we are seeing more numbers of, you know, girls, women, um, you know, moving to tech. We've also got a lot of career changes that are considering tech as a, an option. I think it's one of those things that almost needs to filter into the system a little bit more. So we've done a lot of outreach. People are on the path and it's almost just waiting for that that effect to kind of fall force into the, into the industry. The number's still quite low. Maybe there's still a little bit of stigma around what the tech industry is and what that involves and a bit of publicity around what roles there are and the diverse skill set that you need to be in tech, I think is probably going to help us in the long term to get more women into the industry. I think it's I think it's individuals like you, Joe, to be honest. I think the more that we can 
um, story tell and have individuals like yourself talking about what they do on a day-to-day basis. I think that takes away sometimes. I think we can, we, we talk a lot about STEM and women in tech. Um, and actually I think there's something really to be said about actually bringing it to life and, you know, explaining, you know, what does, in fact, tell us what does a tech architecture specialist do? What do you do? <laughs> it's a bit of a mix of, of quite a lot, actually. So, Every day is different Um, and I know everyone says that in every industry Um, but my core functional areas I guess so I'll start from from the beginning it's I started as a developer Um, I really enjoy doing front end I like being able to do a change and it fails and I can see it quite clearly on the screen going yeah that looks broke and being able to do that fixing sort of over time my role has evolved I've, I've learned that sort of design area of learning how to do the development and the test and now my role is looking at sort of that full system and how all of the different areas integrate but also how we make things as reusable and accessible and all of the abilities around that um, to make the best product that we can and keep innovating on that so that we continue to move forward as the tech moves along as well. And you started as a developer uh, what attracted you into the actual into the sector so it's a it's a strange one um so I didn't actually want to do tech initially um back when I was at school I wanted to do more graphic design turns out I wasn't very good at art um I then decided I was going to do more of a stem subject like a biology chemistry style role that didn't work out either subject wise at school grades weren't great um and I just happened to have an ICT A-level as an option because I thought that's going to be useful. And then I did a business um, A-level as well. And the two aligned quite nicely. When it came to going to uni, again, didn't know what to do, but I had the skills to do a computer science degree. So I went to uni, did the computer science degree on a bit of a whim. So that sounds like something I could do. I'll get into it. Once I got into it, the first two years passed and I was like, oh, I've got a year left. And it's a bit daunting because I don't actually know if this is for me yet. Um, and I did a placement year at Accenture. And that helped me kind of find my feet and understand the tech sector a little bit more. And once I really got into that, I realized, yeah, this is for me. There's a variety of different roles. I can, you know, try lots of different things and don't have to just be a siloed developer doing front end I could do you know more innovative things I could do back end I could go in straight into design or step out and do more project management as a whole range of different roles um and that's sort of what got me into staying into tech as well um so it wasn't the career I'd thought I'd have um but I definitely wouldn't change it and you talked about that you uh, you 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 you're still at, you're at Accenture, you know, and you did your placement year there. I'm wondering, you know, if you didn't have hadn't have done that placement year, how would you have kind of found out about you know all these you know the different roles and the different disciplines um, that go on? I think it's it's challenges, isn't it? Isn't it for people to find sort of a roadmap or you know you know you talk about you know it's it's brilliant because you talk about going into schools and and going into be you are a visible role model right you know uh, this is what someone in tech looks like it looks like you know um so what what advice would you give to people who haven't got had the benefit of a of a placement year to actually look under the bonnet of what what an accenture is and and what what somebody in you know and, and, and a tech role is yeah i think 
talk to people like don't feel afraid to reach out to people on LinkedIn like people might not reply straight away but just talk and like find out from someone ask them for a cuppa um you know I'll take anyone up that offers me a good cup of tea and a biscuit sort of as well as that looking at job descriptions so job descriptions is a weird one um because sometimes you can look at a junior role and it's got everything in it and you go well how am I going to hit all of that but then it gives you some like targets of what maybe you could explore more um so if there's particular technologies or there's certain buzzwords in there what does that actually mean and doing a little bit of googling on that um gives enough of a high level background that you can go actually that looks exciting or maybe maybe that's not for me and I'll try something else that's on that or yeah the business analyst role there doesn't seem to fit the technical side that I want to be I need to pick more of a developer role that type of thing it just helps to guide you a little bit but there are so many different roles and I think that's the misunderstood bit about technology is it's not just coding there is a bit of everything and a bit something for everyone really. It is it's not just lab coats and drones is it you know it's it's about about problem solving you know and 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 I think so you know as we 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 move for you know f- you know on and 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 through sort of through time is that every role is digital right every every role has got some form of digital in there and and I know inclusivity is 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 something you're massively passionate about and you know has has uh, I, I hate it I feel like I really don't want to ask this question in in 2023 but you know have you felt your you know your gender has ever made it harder for you you know, sort of navigating your way through um, the the tech um, industry, so to speak? Yeah. Um, it's unfortunate that I have to say yes on that. Um, so, again, when I went to uni, my course was split. So we had about 100 and I want to say 150 ballpark figure. Um, and on that, there was only about 10 women on that course. And that was just a general computer science related degree, um, you know, if we're seeing those sorts of numbers across across the UK, that, there's the reason that we've only got that 17%, you know. Um, as I was on that course, there was, you know, you're quite immature when you start uni. Like, there are going to be things that are brought up, but even getting that placement, yeah, when I secured that role, the related comments were, oh, you've only got that because you're a woman. You know, they're trying to hit their figures. You, you get that and you get a bit of imposter syndrome when you actually join because you go, is it because I'm a woman or is it because I can do the role? Um, so there has been that along the way, especially at the start of my career. I think going now into sort of I've been at Accenture about six years now. I've had a lot of role models within the company. Um, I'm quite lucky that it's quite an inclusive nature. Um, so I've been able to not feel that so much, but I can appreciate why in some maybe smaller or more dated companies, why that might still be an issue and why there's a little bit of hesitancy of, you know, a woman stepping into a role, especially those that are slightly higher up, um, because it's sort of what do I know compared to my male counterparts? It's finding the balance, um, but I'll, I'll be honest, I think nowadays you, I do see a lot less of that which is it was just positive and you you know you chose to stay um or you had the opportunity after your placement year to go back finish your uh, degree you've had this sort of challenging time you know sort of at the start of uni where you've got this sort of oh you're only getting this role because you're a woman and all this kind of stuff but what was it that drew you back 
what did what was the flavor that you got? You talk about culture, but how do you bring that culture to life? T- talk to us about what the culture was that you know sort of uh, attracted you to go. You know what? I'm ready. This is my first career step. Um, that's where I'm off. Yeah. So I think at the time. I didn't, again, I didn't know. I think text for me, I've done the placement, yeah, I've stayed on, I've, I've done, you know, I've done a few different roles, kind of what's next. And I'll be honest, I was like, oh, well, secure something and I can work it out from there. But looking back on it now, it was almost like a, a guarantee that I was going to, you know, that's what I wanted to do. And as a company, the way that they've sort of secured things, so, you know, having those role models, having leadership that have you know both women and men that you can sort of speak to and hear about their careers and how they've learned and being able to be signposted quite well there's there's various initiatives that they do to make sure it's an inclusive nature but then also you know I've had senior developers that really like helped to mentor me through that final year of university to help me get over the line as you know it's going to be stressful but having that support and knowing like actually like we are almost like a bit of a family whether or not we want to admit it at times um but I think there's that element um there's also though the the sense of like I said I work with a lot of apprentices nowadays and when I work with them and you know see their passions it kind of brings me back to what I was when I first started and and kind of how can we help them and seeing even they're doing outreach with different charities and different groups to encourage more girls to think about tech careers um so there's a lot as a company that they do um but as an individual i think it is that just the nature of being able to rely on anyone and having your male counterparts being supportive of that as well and i think that you know male allyship is so key and it's it's great that you know sort of the, the culture has allowed you to have your voice heard but equally, I know this is something you're really passionate to make sure that every voice is heard. Um, so how have you sort of taken your personal, I suppose, agency uh, to to make this happen? Especially when people think, oh, gosh, you know, people don't want to hear my voice or, you know, it's not about me. It's always, you know, no one wants to know what I do. I, I only do this or I just do this. How do you convince people to kind of lean in and have their voice heard? I, th- I think it's just about taking part. Um, so initially getting people in the room, you know, I was lucky enough that as a placement student, they went, oh, well, Jo's just here to learn. We'll just pull her into this meeting and she can take some notes and just try and understand what's going on. So many different acronyms, you know, trying to be like, I, d- I don't know what these characters mean and I've got half the characters wrong, but just as a learning piece. But then being able to ask the questions afterwards. So you don't understand something, go and speak to that person, find out what it is. If you're interested in it, how can you be more involved? I do a lot in terms of what we do is like side of death. So I do a lot with charities. One of the the key bits is, you know, we can struggle just with that communication, the confidence to open that initial conversation. So finding alternative initiatives like charity work where we do outreach with different charities or volunteer schemes where you can get to know different people that type of thing so that they gain confidence on a more subtle manner so when it comes to the work they're not afraid to ask the questions and to do the, you know everything that's almost second nature to those that might have been at the company a while and they kind of know that they're part of that inclusive family where they can just there's no stupid question it's just continue and ask what you need to ask really and do you know what it's it's brilliant to hear this because i always you know is that 
relatability, I think, that you bring as well. You know, I think that relatability that someone can see you only so many years ahead of where they are and where they've been. And you're opening that door off. And we think that privilege of doing that is for, you know, sort of further down your career. And I, you know, I believe wholeheartedly that it is absolutely not. I remember being in the, in the Navy. I've probably talked about this before. And, um, and I was, uh, working in the careers office after I'd been in there 18 months because unfortunately I lost my father. Father and and I worked in and I went out to visit the schools and I loved it and you feel the you know I had nothing what do I have to give but actually it's just it's starting a conversation isn't it and listening I think so I think being that relatable role model at only so many you know uh, years in I think is is so so massively important I think and and you know me personally think that's how we shift the seventeen percent as well yeah no absolutely Um, it's it's been so. Sometimes I forget I've only been here for like in the industry for sort of that six years. Um, but then I think actually like I've not explored everything yet. And I think that's the the key bit is like I've seen my my bit and I've seen how much it's changed in the time that I've been here, um, which is quite exciting because it, it means that sort of going forward, there's so much more that we can unlock. Um, technology moves so quickly as does the sector, as does, you know, the, the companies, the people. But in terms of getting more like women, whether that be at that apprentice level or whether that's sort of as a career changer, it's, you know, we all bring different softer skills and we, we need those in the industry. And and finally, you have had some great success. You know, you're on our future list this year. Congratulations. And also um, a winner of the Tech Women 100 as well uh, last year. Um, how do you build on that success um, to help others, Jo? Um, so I've been trying to do push myself. I, I don't normally talk to people that I don't know. So I'm, I'm, even though I've said the whole time, talk to people, ask the questions. I'm one of those, I'm a bit introverted in that sense. I don't often go and speak to people as much as I should. So I'm trying to be a little bit more open. Um, I've signed up. So I've been lucky enough to be part of the mentorship program with Northern Power Women. But I've also signed up for the Tech Up um, as part of Durham University. So I can kind of give back a little bit more within um, my sort of role at Accenture of sort of helping be a people lead, which means you sort of help shape someone's career and see what interests them and how they can grow. Um, And I think one of the things that I've, I'm saying it here because it's a first point of call and it means I've got to do it, but I am considering starting up a bit of a YouTube channel with the basics of programming just to try and get more people into it and kind of break down any of those myths of, it is really hard or we can't do this because of whatever it's it's not it's to try and do something that allows people to slowly edge into the industry and realize it's not as scary as what they might think it is well there you go you've said it out loud now joe you're gonna do it i'm a firm fan of that (laughs) it's manifested now isn't it it's manifested joe it's brilliant i love like you know sort of again some and some more fabulous phrases for our tote bags out there you know i think there's there's something out there and it's interesting we talked quite a lot about introverts recently on on the podcast as well but i think that being more open and just you know talk to strangers if you like in 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 a good way and uh, oh i'd love to get you on one of our power up networking sessions that we run every month virtually because that is about having conversations it's about we can't quite it's virtual so we can't quite do the biscuit 
Uh, but you can bring a brew. But Joe, I'm really, really grateful. And thank you so much. You're such a fantastic role model, such a great advocate for the industry, also for Accenture. So thank you so much. And congratulations onwards and upwards to you. You're absolutely inspiring. Great. Thank you very much. Oh, and thank you to all of you for listening. Uh, please do uh, leave us comments. We love to hear from you because actually what our amazing guests have to say, I know do make a difference. So please let us know because we, uh, I get a FOMO if not. So (laughs) please do join in the conversation on all our socials at North Power Women on Twitter and Northern Power Women on all the other ones. And whether or not you're joining us on our mission of professional or personal development and empowering each other, then please do get connected and stay um, involved on our digital hub, wearepower.net. Thank you so much for joining us. My name's Simone. This is the Northern Power Women podcast. A What Goes on Media production. Oh, yeah.